Tonight's second place finisher. Plenty of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with, talk to. I, I really like them. <laughs> going on turn two terribles here there's jeremy should be here uh got chris as well it's it's march 6th 2023 uh we had a great weekend of racing we have a wonderful show in store for you tonight we got brett marks on the show and we also got logan rumsey on the show so two great guests tonight absolute phenomenal guests um and af after an absolute phenomenal weekend of racing um so yeah uh jay-z chris how you guys doing good man <clears throat> excited to be here excited for tonight excited for what's coming hopefully we got good enough weather what's coming we had a great weekend again um uh, got really lucky for early march uh yeah hopefully we continue to get lucky enough to watch some more racing absolutely chris how you doing good good uh good jeremy yesterday port it was awesome awesome day um the show's gonna be great see jeremy's prepare his double bush apples Oh, that that's and his, and and his double Brent wing pens and his. <laughs> I wonder if he it's a Brent Marks guy. I wonder. No, I change them out every week for the new the driver. <laughs> I got smashed, you know, for everybody. So uh, before we bring bring Brent on, um, just want to thank everybody for liking, subscribing, sharing. Uh, this thing's been growing every week. It's been awesome talking to a lot of different uh, a lot of different people here that are in the chat. Um, in Messenger, messaging us. It's been it's been fun talking to you guys. And uh, if you do see us out at the track, come say hi. Uh, we had a couple of people say they saw us out, and and we're gonna come over and say hi. Don't be afraid. Come come say hi. So, well, let's not delay it any longer. Let's bring the hottest driver in sprint car racing from last year, and looking to carry it over to this year, Brent Marks. Brent, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on tonight guys yeah thank you uh it's big for us um <clears throat> big week uh for everybody around here coming up and um you know listening to you over the years and and talking you know winning outlaw races means a lot to you and and you know and uh it hurts my heart a little bit when you know an outlaw win always will mean more than a regular posse win but i also can't blame you right because i think that racing against the highest competition uh, and beating the best of the best is the ultimate goal in, in competition, right? So that's always kind of what you strive for. Do you look forward to these weekends, whether it's at home or you're traveling more than more than most weekends? Is it something that you kind of get yourself mentally hyped for versus other weekends? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I just, you know, anytime we 
can erase it. You know, it's, um, you know, being something special to be competitive with those guys and go out there and win races. Um, with the Outlaws, you know, back when I was, um, you know, on the Outlaw Tour as a Platinum member or just versus now out to these shows and hitting them wherever, whenever I can, you know, and, and, and getting wins, it's just, you know, it means a lot. So I'm just, you know, very thankful that I even have this opportunity to be able to pick and choose where I want to race and, um, you know, uh, I just want to worry about all race, you know, it's just a, um, it's just that sense of accomplishment. It's a huge, huge, huge thing that uh, um, some for granted. And um, I'm just um, very, very thankful every time I'm I'm in the, to compete for wins in an outlaw show. It's just, you know, it just makes me feel really good. Just something about it for me, um, you know, going out there. You know, I, anytime I win a local race, excited about that. That's something Uh, Brent cut out there. Brent, you still got us? He must be at Matt Campbell's house. <laughs> uh, his connection is low. If you can hear us, Brent, maybe just sign out, come back in. We'll bring you back up. <clears throat> um, so, you know, we he's kind of talking about being able to pick and choose and having that sort of the privilege, right. And, and being able to, to do that, but you know, it's, it's taken a long road to get there and we're going to get into that a little. And, um, you know, following his career from the very beginning when it was local and, you know, 410 racing and, you know, Lincoln icebreaker day shows, it's, it's been a long road to get here. This isn't just an overnight, you know, kind of success deal. So you got us. Brent, you got us. Not yet. No. His connection looks good. I saw the little icon move. Okay. Um, you know, watching over the years and even, you know, early stages of getting ready to travel and those first couple of years on the Outlaw Tour was, you know, was a challenge. And, and you know, the time trialing and, you know, I think everybody – Brent became known as like the hard charger, right? Because he, well, I forget the statistic, but it was an amazing amount of cars he passed throughout that year. And, but it was always kind of like, well, you know, the time trials part. And then, you know, Brent obviously knew that and he was aware of it and started working on that. And, you know, it, it, um, it, it just took time. It doesn't happen overnight. And you see that with the outlaw tour and, you know, kind of see the fruits of that labor work out here in the last couple of years, uh, you know, when he went back to the, to the 19 and, and kind of hit on something right away, you know, and I, he's kind of talked on different, pla different places about that journey and getting back into the 19 and building that program. And, and it's kind of the vision he had the day he stepped back into the 19 to today is, is, is becoming a reality, you know, you got us try this one more guys, time. Can you guys, yeah. There hey, you you okay? Yeah, we got, got it. you there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no worries. Uh, so you were kind of talking about that privilege of being able to pick and choose a little bit. And, you know, one thing I, I didn't see this year was either a weekly, monthly or yearly schedule. Is that by design? 
Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, you know, last year I put out a schedule at the beginning of the year and adjusted it uh, monthly at that point, and and we were just kind of putting out a monthly. Just a lot of talk over the off season about different guys wanting to do what I did, and and so I'm just kind of you know not putting anything out there right now. So that is that I'm committing to the High Limit Series. Other than that, um, they're just going to have to get um, which I know, you know, some of my fans aren't very, you know, happy about that because they like, they like to see this good. But, um, I don't know. I'm just going to do it differently this year. And, um, you know, we're just kind of face. Everybody's just going to kind of know where we're going to be. And, and we'll just try it that way once. And, uh, you know, I, you know, we we won some really big races last year, and you know, Kings Royal Week. You know, it's we made you know all our most of our money. Um, so, and guys, just look at the money that run the same races that, that I've that I've been running, and and um, I don't hear Jimmy. Yeah, I don't hear Jimmy either. We're Brent. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I know why, because you were muted. I was muted. Uh, technology people. We're so sorry. So we made this to be a thing, right? We've been yeah. really lucky the first bunch of weeks doing these, and we really didn't have any issues sporadically. Um, we kind of knew this could happen, um, not being all in the same room. You know, people are spread out all, all over the central PA, and I know that that's a challenge. And if we all were like, hey, let's get in a room in a studio together, we, we would have very little chance to get a lot of the guests that we've had. Right. And we knew that. So well, this comes with the territory. Um, so kind of interesting talking about not releasing a schedule, right? So, you know, and a lot of that is for the fans, but, you know, obviously competitors are looking and they're looking to try to emulate and copy what Brent did last year. Now you got to go win the races, even if you show up to them, but keep them guessing a little. Uh, you know, I, I think that's pretty interesting. I think why not do it different now as a fan? I'm obviously a fan. I don't know if you knew, but <laughs> I would like to know if he's going to be around. Right. I don't think it's going to make my decision if I go to a race or not. Um, but at the same time, it would make maybe a decision where I go on a Saturday night if I'm choosing or a Friday night, if I'm choosing local, right. Or, a Sunday, whatever the case may be, I certainly would maybe pick a, the other track. Um, so I, I can see both sides of it for sure as, as a business owner and uh, team owner. And that's his, you know, primary uh, love point of income. If it, if it feels like it gives him a competitive advantage, why not? I mean, what do you think, Jimmy? Yeah. I, I you know, after the season he had last year, you know, be smart with it, you know, don't go, go where you're comfortable and, and he's at, you know, do what you want, man. I mean, it, it's his team. He gets to make those decisions. And um, I think we got him back one more time. Let's try it one more time. Brent, I hear something. You got us? I got you. Yep. What's going on? So I don't know if we'll see if we can get the audio through. So we were just kind of talking about, you know, the schedule release or, or lack thereof. And, you know, I, I just want to know, like, do you get out of bed for, oh, uh, no. I was just going to ask him if he gets, if he's even willing to get out of bed for, you know, less than 10 grand for a win. Like, <laughs> is that even intriguing unless you need the, the laps, right? So is it even worth going? Um, that's obviously you funny. You're gonna, yeah, we got you a little bit there. Yep. 
right. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know why it keeps freezing on me. And then when I come back, the mic like leaves and come back. And <laughs> so I'll keep trying. Um, so I don't know if you heard me. I, you don't have to answer this, but I was just curious. Like, I mean, do you get out of bed for any, you know, race winnings less than 10, 10 grand at this point? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. You look at it, it's, it's kind of difficult. Um, so when there's a thirst, you know, it's a little, you have the opportunity to make some money. It's under 10, so it's a $5,000 purse or $6,000 purse. So you're, you're kind of, with the way, I'm kind of in a must-win situation to be able to be, be profitable off of it. The complication comes in of me picking and choosing some of these races. And you look at it, and you know you can like I'll use Lincoln for example, the icebreaker at six that night, and I made nine hundred seventy-five bucks. Like that's uh, for my team. So like I was in a must-win situation, must face. But then you can go back and look at it. It's like well, well, you know, you go run tenth in a world on a normal night, night. and but. You don't have like I didn't have the hotel cost or the diesel costs as, as well, so it kind of works itself out a little bit. But we kind of structure everything so that way, you know, we kind of get that stuff taken. I'm still in that position to where, um, you know, I race anything under ten grand. I'm in because of the purse breakdown throughout the field, so um, that makes it difficult for me. To pick and choosing where we, um, you know, some races we, we race around home, home here strictly because and, and what, you know, we want to make sure our car is still out there for, for our, the people that sponsor us locally. And um, so it's just a, it's a challenge where you want to race what makes sense, you know. Um, it's a little easier being in the show up. You know, you were forced to, you know, so no matter what, you didn't you didn't get the dues. So that was a little easier because you kind of knew where you're going when when you're coming and all that. But to to make it worthwhile and be more profitable um, in this situation, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job at it. So I'm gonna keep doing that for as long. The, uh, the World of Outlaws came out with a, uh, you know, their, um, what their, was it their, the bonus, exclusivity bonus. Yeah. And that's what it is. Did that entice you at all to go back out on the full tour at all when you saw that or no? I'm, I thought crossed my mind. Uh, that, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's hard. It really is. But, you know, you look, even though they are, everything's just so expensive uh anymore you know we like we just went out tonight and you know the bill was a little over a hundred dollars and we just ate normal food and look at stuff like that you look at diesel costs you look at hotel costs when i first joined the tour you know i was at 97 dollars a night on hotel rooms now now i'm basically doubled that um so you just look at that, and yeah, they're giving all that extra money, and it's great. Don't get me has going up as well. So you're still in the same boat. 
you know, so nothing has really changed the cost of running these cars. Um, everything's just gone up. So it's just, you know, when you sit down and you look at the money made versus money spent ratio, I still feel like I'm, I'm doing than I would be being out there on the road with the outlaws. Um, so, so like a business standpoint, you know, within the, the race team and, you know, I, I don't have, have great uh, partners on our race car, and I'm so appreciative of them. But we're not in a position like some of these other teams paid for. So you know, I'm still forking out majority of the, the the. So I have to be careful with what I do in order for me to to, to have a successful team. And, and you know, I want to make this. I want to be in this for you know. I'm, I'm playing a lot. I don't want to you know just you know go. Th- through all my funds within you know years and then i just don't have nothing left for me to do so right. i'm playing a long game just trying to be so um this weekend we're gonna have a new tire and yeah you're not any different than anyone else other than unless there's something you know that no one else knows and i don't want you to give it away if you know anything what is it? One of them deals where you're going to put the tire on and go out for hot laps and go, okay, what do we got to do? Is that, is it simple as that? It is, you know, it, it really is. Um, we've done what, what, you know, this new tire is going to be like and what Hoosiers expecting it to be like. There's, there's been no testing. No testing part like before it's so, so good. Yeah, like, um, the no testing part's a little concerning. Like we talked about that a little bit going into this weekend. Had they got to do any tire tests or anything like that? Um, I think Brent just kind of answered that that there's no testing. So I guess Friday night at port is the tire test. Jimmy's muted again. Yep. No, I was muting myself as well, trying to see if yeah. there was any feedback on our end. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I. I I, I keep thinking in the back of my mind that these teams and these drivers have some sort of an idea like, okay, you know, we've dealt with this before we, you know, tire. And I just feel like it, it boggles my mind at the highest level of our sport that we love so much that these guys are literally strapping on new tires on the back of that car in hot laps that they've never ran a lap on or have no idea what it's going to do. Now they know yeah. the basic idea and compound it's harder. We get all that, but that they don't, have any experience or clue it boggles my mind at the highest levels you know yeah yeah it's it's crazy i mean yeah okay the world outlaws may not be nascar but it's the nascar of our sport and do you think nascar would take a new compound they've never put on a car before and go out there and roll out for qualifying hot laps or, or excuse me qualifying in a race without ever doing a tire test I don't trust NASCAR not to do that. my mind, but, right? Like, yeah. they, they, still, they can still screw it up and they can do the tests <laughs> to, to then take these guys at the highest level for the income, for the, you know, what they're putting on the line, like Brent's talking about, and not have one lap. Yeah, it's equal for everyone, but if it's equally shitty for everyone and it goes bad, then what are they going to do? No, it's, you know, I, mean, I, I, think- I mean, I I do. I have faith in the company that they're doing the right thing. And I, I like the direction I, I really do. I think it's, I think it's good. Um, but you know, they're coming out new molds and, you know, there's, there's always issues with stuff. I mean, it's, you know, 
you know, making it, you know, it's, it's hand laid and, you know, it's, you know, there can be a lot of human error in it, you know, and like I said, we're just, we're going to find out and we just hope, hope that, uh, um, you know, I feel like they've probably taken their time to make sure they're putting out a product because, you know, they, before, you know, they're, they're there to, to put out a good product for us and, you know, keep us safe and I have confidence in Hoosier that, that they're going to, you know, that they're going to do that. So, um, testing goes, I mean, that's a hard thing to do because there's so many other have so much pull with, I mean, I'll just be straight honest. It's like with the world of outlaws, like outlaws and, and Hoosier as a company itself. And, you know, if they were doing all that tire testing, advantage over other guys. And I feel like every platinum world of outlaw team would have a single other team out there. I mean, they're going to get first shot at it. And that's just the way it is. And if you want to be a part of that, that, you know, you have to become an, an outlaw at that point. So uh, I don't know. I just, that's just the way I, I, I see things. And, and so out there at us, you know, you have the chance of, you know, you have a lot of what ifs, but at the same it because now we don't have, I don't know how many other teams, how many teams running out at an advantage over us. So that's kind of nice too. Um, a couple more minutes here and we'll try to, we'll get you out of here on time. Um, going to Port Royal, uh, you've ran a lot of laps there. You've won a lot of races there. You've, you've gone through the, everything there not running a lap there this season and since what October, maybe of last year. Yeah. Does, does rust ever come into play where like, or is that kind of like out of the way after lap two and hot laps? Yeah. I mean, no, I, I feel like I've been doing it long enough that that's not real anymore. And, um, you know, we went down and raced in Florida and then, you know, I raced, oh, we got some laps under our belt. Um, but even if we didn't have any of those races, I, I feel like I could jump they'll be you know pretty sharp and right there but it always does take it takes a nice a nice memory back and you know your brain working the proper way again and you know like a bit as far as like the decision making goes it's like you now i gotta, gotta get my brain back in the way it works with the split second decisions of what we need to do to the race car or on track and just stuff like that so you know i know it's short off season but anything time you're out of a race car and, and um you know you kind of do fall off a little bit so um you know, you know i feel like you know we're kind of and um i'm excited to get going this weekend and just really excited that the outlaws are hit in the beginning part of the uh, the season this year you know we just, just gives us an opportunity to race for more minor shows than we would be racing at this current time so, so i'm very thankful for that we're very thankful and excited too, Brent. Uh, we share that um, as fans. So uh, we're excited to see some high-level racing yeah. early. Um, so question I ask every driver. Um, we're going to keep it moving here. You got you got to name two drivers. Um, you get someone that you love racing with, racing around, and someone uh, – I keep calling this the Ryan Newman uh, thing. So if you're familiar with Ryan Newman, they, he's always been known to be hard to pass, right? He's a thorn in people's sides. Yeah. Someone you love racing around and someone who's just a thorn in your side uh, that's difficult to race around and or pass. I love racing around Lance. He's very, very, you know, obviously he's, you know, he's a veteran. He's, you know, been doing it for a while. 
while, and he knows, you know, the the, the cost of driving out over your head a little bit, and uh, he's, he's very respectful on the racetrack. And Lance, and as far as the World of Outlaws go, I mean, all them guys are really good, and and they're that would race with ton of respect. And I've always felt like I could race Donnie with respect, and uh, so those are definitely my two um, guys that I love racing again, and are uh, really extremely difficult. So, um, you know, I mean, I'll be like Carson is. is extremely difficult you know he'll just kind of throw it in there and his stop or you're not um and you kind of you see that a lot but uh, there's just some other guys out there and it's you know I, the, the worst guy i've ever raced with and I'm like racing with him is actually carrie Manson. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't have a problem i really enjoyed racing with him so he's probably you know at the top of my list as far as that goes so. so it's funny you mentioned Carson. Um, that race last year was it the Morgan Cup or Summer Nationals? I think or one Summer of them. Nationals. Like, maybe it was one yeah. of them, right? When Jacob ran out of fuel, you know, with one to go. But that battle you had with Carson—that was the Morgan Cup, yeah. Um, Morgan Cup. Yeah. With that battle with Carson, man, it it I, like I've watched a lot of racing in my life as a fan from all different perspectives, and I was like cringing, like, oh man, I, don't, I like I didn't know if y'all were going to make it out of the next corner. I mean, was it that yeah. close? in the car as we thought it was, it was. no it didn't be wrong like it's fun i'm not gonna lie it, it's, it's fun and you know, i meant i made that comment about carrie it's always difficult to race with it but it it was always fun so you know i wasn't throwing it out there as like a bigger it is fun you just have to change your driving style and you got to race some guys the same way they race you so you know you kind of pass down his shots for lance Luis, for example you race them differently than you would Carson Macedo, you know, he has a totally different style. And, right. and when I get to him and I got to make a pass on him or he instantly in my brain, like, okay, I got to change my driving style. Like, I got to race like him. And it's stuff you learn over the years. And, and um, I feel like you, you can watch a race and watch guys and, and watch the cars and watch how they drive. They, they totally change. So um, it's just the way it is. And if you don't, change the way you drive around that guy um they'll just so you just have to um you have to adapt you know and that's i feel like that's what makes good you know is, is they're very adaptable and um some of us i think you're better you know i think that comes with just time you know, see time and just age and experience and all that that so no i feel like you know i, I feel like i've done done a good job with with adapting to to racing mission and and um, i have fun, fun and enjoy every minute of it uh chris chris has his uh weekly question i think i know this answer before this answer, but... it's gonna probably be the one guy that has an easy one here so brent uh getting small. you've won a lot of the big races a lot of the crown jewel events but is there there's gonna be knocks so is there one race out there that you haven't won yet that you really really want to knock off your knock off your list yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Knoxville's definitely up there at the top of my list. That that was a long stretch a few years back. Like, I, I would, you know, people would ask me that. And I'd be like, I really deep down, I was like, man, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not there yet. And the last, um, I've been in contention 
passion for that thing, and um, we've been really we good. Away last year, and, obviously, <laughs> uh, we ran up the third. Third was passing for second before the halfway point, and you know, for whatever we bolted a new car, just totally went away, and we fell back to seventh. And that was the weirdest thing because, you know, same air pressure, same everything. I didn't make any adjustments. The track stayed pretty much just was bad. So I wish we would have never changed tires because I felt like that, that we would have, like, at the end of the first half. And then back in 2021, you know, we ran sixth. And, and you know, I was down, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth that, that whole that whole race. So, so um, I feel like point to where we can contend for that that win and um so you know that's jumped to the top it was always the king's royal prior to that um, um but we were able to win that last year so Check. yeah <laughs> any um any local shows in the let's even ohio pennsylvania new york any any race any particular event that you that you'd want to win again and or yet uh i really i want to win the bob white Memorial at Port Royal. That's the only big race at Port Royal. I haven't won yet, I think. Yeah, so um, I won the National like Open. Very much. Yeah, I won the Dirt Classic. Um, you know, the Summer Nationals, the more, you know, a lot of the Crown Jewels in Pennsylvania, you know, have, have won uh, uh, except that one. So I like that. And I've, I think, run second like four times in that race. So um, to the Anthony. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, was that was that the race last year where he passed you for the lead like a couple times? The yellow came out. Uh, it might have been. Um, I let, me and Anthony had a lot of battles last year, so it's kind of hard to to the you know in the memory <laughs> bank. But I'd have to go back and watch. But I just I remember running second to him. You know, I'm sure we led some laps because we were both up front there. So. So we probably just, just we're going back and forth. You know, I would really I'd love to win the Tuscar fifty again. Um, obviously it's a lot bigger payday. Um, but I just, just for whatever reason I, I love that week. Absolutely love it. So um I sure I'm at that, that I always that was always the one race I missed every year when I was on the Outwell tour for those three years. Am I able to compete in that one again? Are there any tracks coming up on your schedule this year that you haven't been to yet or haven't been to in a while that you're really looking forward to getting back to or getting to in general? Uh, so, you know, we're going to go out to the 250,000 to win race. Um, so I'm excited to use it. Um, I've only ever raced her one time and it was a cool place. So now that was before Todd. So I'm really excited to uh, get back there. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. We'll get you out of here. Uh, you got some things to get to. Um, look forward to seeing you around here this weekend. Hopefully we get some racing in. It's not too cold for everybody. Um, <clears throat> look, these are going to be televised on TV, people, but get out to the racetrack, okay? Yeah. Um, TV is yeah. going to kill racetracks. That's what they say. So <laughs> let's get, get your ass into the racetrack. Watch some outlaw racing. Brent, good luck this weekend, dude. Big fan. You know it. Can't wait to see you, buddy. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks. Thanks, Brent. Uh, he's a trooper there for trying to stick with through all those uh, the technical issues there, but we got it there at the end. So um, I want to see Jeremy do his ad read. Yeah, sponsors. Sponsors. read off the sponsors. Yeah, listen, got to think I'm in painting construction. Um, been a been a sponsor for a long time. Uh, Baps Auto Paint Supply, Frederick Brigue Hotel. Um, 
Live wire custom. Uh, they're new this year. I uh, came on board. Uh, if you see my helmet, uh, custom helmet with live wire there on the front wing. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Mama's Pizza, Wellsville. Um, Ron's a good dude. Um, you know, got the family racing out there. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. K1 race gear. Um, what else? Uh, did I get most of them? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Hopefully Brent's, if he's watching me, he can give you some tips or how'd I do? <laughs> a car. You did fantastic. Great. You look like you're ready to go in victory lane right now. I'll be the hype man in victory lane. After he's done actually talking, <laughs> I do all the sponsor reads at the end, you know? Um, no, thanks. Uh, appreciate him stopping by there. And, you know, we, we, we were thrilled that he was willing to come on and hang out with us. Uh, you know, a bunch of, bunch of goofballs here. So, uh, looking forward to seeing him and, uh, you know, glad to see he ran Lincoln, you know, last weekend and got out and, you know, it, it's not his favorite place to race. He's made that known that, you know, if it was Lincoln and Port and Port's paying the same, he's probably going to go to Port Royal. Um, but he's learning a lot of laps at Lincoln Speedway and he's won a lot of races at Lincoln um, for not being a, a Lincoln guy. So um, he just, he's at a point in his career though, like he was kind of saying there, um, Um, you know, he's kind of like, doesn't need to knock the rust off and stuff like that. He's at a point where it, I, I think he could go win anywhere, you know, no matter where yeah. he's at that team. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he's proven that, right. Like you don't really need that, you know, Port Royal isn't a, like, I guess the beginning of the night, you can knock the rust off pretty quick. You're not on the fence, you know, in hot lap. So, you know, you can get out there and kind of get a sense of how it feels and the speed and, you know, I, he's ran so many laps there. Like you said about Houston's been there one time, like that would be a place you'd want to have maybe a little bit of time and practice. Right. But poor Royal probably is literally home. So <laughs> it's probably not going to be a big deal. And I, th I think it's awesome. Stuff in the chat, like the outdoor million after how last year went with the historical big one, then taking the day off and running the Kings Royal and winning it. Um, yeah. Insane. That's gotta be one that circled. Obviously he's been good at outdoor historically, but Knoxville Nationals so close last year. I thought it was going to happen, and then so it's unsurprising that he picked that one to be the race he wants to win. And well, yeah, realistically, I mean, he, was, he can was... do it. Like everybody wants that win, and like he said, ask him years ago, uh, probably not ready yet. But for sure, I think that week's yeah. definitely a guy. To be yeah, yeah the last two years he's shown the speed that he hasn't had there. You know, early in his career, all the all the years with the Outlaw Tour, that when they went there multiple times a year never showed the speed in, in really any part of the night consistently, you know, there might've been, you know, moments, but, you know, post COVID there got back in the 19 and hit on something and has been, been very, very competitive at, at Knoxville. So the program's ready. He's ready. Things just have, you know, Knoxville's a tough week, right? We all know that, um, you know, you can have, you know, good guys running B main. So um, things sometimes you gotta be, you gotta be on your, on your game every single lap. And have a little bit of luck, maybe playing your side. Yeah, so you need that pill sure. draw to go well, and you need to qualify have to tire go well. Not do something stupid in halfway, you know? Right. Like, right. Yeah, everyone <laughs> changed tires. Every single person there changed the tire. I'm sure. Why would that? You know what I mean? So, what's in your control and out of your control? You hope that you can win both. So, uh, we'll go right into our next guest. Let's go. He's been sitting back here. Uh, young up and coming driver here in Central PA. Welcome, Logan Rumsey. Logan, thank you for joining us. How you doing? Yeah, doing good. Thanks for having me. 
No problem, man. Hey, so uh, yours, we're going to start yours a little different than Brent's. Um, uh, I, I do want to know about your history. I mean, uh, first of all, how old are you, Logan? Uh, 16. All right, so not going to be a lot of history here. I don't need to know where you went in first grade to school or anything, but uh, tell me a little bit about your racing history, man. What have you driven so far? Um, you know, I think if anyone knows you at all, knows that you drive multiple things, um, at, at, you know, in a season. So what have you been in? Um, tell us a little bit about your background, even your family's background in racing and, and where you're at today. Yeah, um, it started back when I was five. My dad bought me a brand new quarter midget and um, it was a really nice car. And we took it to Honeybrook Speedway and I was um, scared to really scared to drive it. And they just they used to push me around the track. And I would I would never hit the gas, so um ended up selling that. I didn't drive until I was um around nine. My dad got a sprint car, and Jeff Halligan drove it around when I was nine to ten. And um then I got back into it. We got a quarter midget, ran it out the Susquehanna Outback track, and then just um that's where it all started. And then so how you got into a quarter midget, and then where where'd you kind of go from there? Yeah, I ran that for um, about three years and then got into the 600 micros, um, started in restricted in um, 2019 and then moved into the open class in 2020. And um, there was the, the pandemic, so that year kind of got washed out. So um, ran about half of 2020 and I feel like um, I started getting good around the 2020 to 21 shootout, finished ninth out there and um really my, my first time making the show. So I was really confident going into 2021 and we had a really good um season there having eight wins. And then um that led us into last year where we got in the sprint car. So th this has happened pretty fast. I mean, all things told you've been in racing for a while, but mm -hmm. you know, 600 to the, to a full size sprint car has been pretty quick turnaround here and you're 16. So like, I mean, do, do you ever feel that it's, overwhelming or too much i mean when you got in that 358 did that feel pretty natural to you or did you kind of feel like man i might be in over my head a little i mean you kind of feel like you're like you're not really ready but once you start driving it it's um just comes to you real fast like i felt good going into it i'm um, knowing that all my um crew guys did it before so all i had to do was um figure out how to drive it and um help set it up and um i knew it'd be pretty good so, and you've been a fan of racing, you've been around, you've seen some, well, let's, let me ask the question. I actually don't want to assume this. When you weren't racing, were you at the races watching full-size sprint cars or were you just sort of a student of the micro game? No, I used to go to the Lincoln Speedway like every Saturday. I used to race around the sandbox while they were racing. I didn't really um, watch the race. I kind of played in the sandbox all the time, but I've been to a lot. Jimmy still plays in the sandbox, so I do. I, I, I do. I still play in that. Yeah, you'll find him there most Saturday nights. Um, no, that's fair. So, so you get in this three fifty eight, and and you win a race in your first season. How many races in was it? Three. Yeah. So that doesn't happen often. You know that, right? No, that doesn't. Like, did that set in? Did you were you aware that that just doesn't happen often? I mean, I, I knew we were pretty good the first um two races, but I um didn't draw good. So we were in the back in the heat race and he, I didn't really know how to pass anyone. So I kind of just rode around in the back of the heat races and then won my B main in the second race. And just, I felt really good. Just was starting in the back. Didn't really know how to run in the feature. Then the week after that, 
Drew really good, won our heat race by a couple seconds, and then Drew, um, or the handicap, put me fifth in the feature and just kind of rolled the bottom, and Jaden Wolf, I think he lost brakes or something, so just kind of drove past him and got the win. So, yeah, I mean, that, and then how many more races did you run last year than after that? Well, I um, I broke my arm the next day on a dirt bike, oh, yeah. celebrating, I guess. So, um, and it just that's been a mess ever since. Um, never healed right, and um, then I ended up breaking it again midsummer. So I missed like half the, missed basically the whole season. I ended up only running like twelve races, and we had like forty scheduled. So you are you healed up now? Uh, yeah. Nope, no sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> All right. So what, what's the plan this year? How many races are on the schedule? Uh, 40, um, 30 in the 358 and 10 in the 410. Oh, or nice. basically, yeah, we're planning on, I'm just focusing on the three or 358. Um, it's just, just because, um, I mean, my goal last year was just to learn everything about the card and see what we need for this year and then really um hit it hard this year. So with the 358, you know, some successes, but also limited amounts of track time, you know, pass learn how to pass cars and things. You come out here in the first couple of weeks and you have a bad draw. Do you, I mean, do you think that obviously you got to have a good car, but do you feel confident about being able to pass cars and back to the front? Uh, not really, honestly, like I haven't really, um, got the race around that many people. Like I, I only, um, I mean, whenever I started mid pack, the last couple of races I ran, I couldn't really pass anyone, but I think I, um, we learned a lot about the car and why I, I couldn't really do anything at the start of the race. So, um, what, what is some, put our notes into this year and hope, hope it um, works out. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked to a lot of guys in the, in your division this year, you know, during this podcast and, you know, one thing that was a common theme is seat time and in, in laps and, and, you know, Lincoln Speedway isn't just, it's, it's not a, uh, what's the comparison, a mile and a half in NASCAR, right? They're all difficult, but they're a little easier than a Martinsville and or a Daytona drafting, right? So, you know, cookie cutter, whatever, Lincoln is not that. I mean, do you, would you agree with that sentiment that it's just not easy too? No, I think Lincoln Speedway is, um, it's just really tricky. Even on iRacing, it just, it's really tricky. It's um, I'd say it's one of the harder tracks. Do you think that's the elevation or different radius in the turns? Uh, what, what do you think that is? I mean, it, when you're going around the track, or if you just stand there and look at it, it's kind of going up, up and downhill. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I agreed. And and I, I'll be honest with you, like I've been going there my most of my life. I always heard it was difficult, and it's not easy for a guy to come in there like early in their career or no matter where in their career for the first, second time and just do well at Lincoln. Um, and then again, cause I'm just a fan. I've never raced at Lincoln speedway in real life, get on iRacing. And I'm like, Oh, like, okay. Now I get it a little bit. Right. So the way the walls kind of are shaped and the way the corners are shaped and the way the elevation changes and, you know, you kind of come down off the hill too, and you come out of up, off the up a hill out of four. So um, did you get to run Williams Grove last year? Yeah, I did once, but we ended up um, blowing a motor in the B main, so I only got a couple laps. What'd you think of that? Not I mean, the, motor, the Williams Grove part. It's um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you feel like you're falling out of your seat on the straightaway. You're just so lean left, and then you go in the corner, and it, I don't know, you're just really hauling the mail around there. It's kind of hard to 
keep track of where you're going. Um, now, like I know you, you know, I've met you in real life and, uh, no, you're, you're a, you're a thin guy. You're, you're, you're a young guy. You're a thin guy. Do you, do you find it to be a pretty physical? I mean, a 358 that it's something is, is a full size car, like a 358 with suspension, a lot more physical than a 600 was. Yeah, it definitely is. Cause, um, I mean, my seat belts are always tight, but it, it kind of feels like you're like just falling around in the seat cause the suspension's moving so much. Um, the 600, but you're just kind of like sealed to the racetrack. So I, I've been trying to work on getting a little bit more stamina so I can um, last the whole race. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I think as you get a little bit older, you're, you're 16, so you're still, you're not done growing. I mean, probably yet and you're kind of going through that and are you working also on some strength training along with endurance or just kind of like hey i want to make 30 laps i mean um not that you're not steering yeah i mean i'm not that strong but um (laughs) the the power steering is pretty easy but um once you're wide open for more than 10 laps i mean it, it gets um get pretty worn out no matter what yeah i mean that that's fair and i think uh with 40 races on the schedule i'd assume uh, Williams Groves on there, a pretty pretty decent amount. Yeah, around six times. So we're gonna skip about the first three there, but we'll run the, the rest of them. Okay. And the when is your when's your? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. When's your first time on the racetrack? Is it the end of March at BAPS? Yeah, March twenty sixth at BAPS. Are you gonna do some testing? Uh, I don't really know yet. Um. We still have some stuff to do, um, fix up our trailer and stuff. So might be a little, um, I don't think we need a test, but it probably wouldn't hurt. I, I, you know, and I, I talked to, you know, a couple guys in different divisions and I think everybody has mixed feelings on it, right? It costs money to get there and your fuel and, the, you know, tires and the way that that weird situation is going on. You don't have the new tire and will you learn anything from a test? And, you know, if the, if there's lo- enough funding there to at least go out and make sure the car runs and gets up to speed, I don't think it's a bad thing versus going to a race day and figuring out that it don't run, I guess. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, um, my dad always told me that practice doesn't mean anything, but it, it, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything once you get out there racing people, but it at least tells you that you're not um, going to be terrible once you go out there and hot laps. And BAPS in the the 26 it's um timed qualifying so you kind of have to be ready to go yeah i mean that makes sense what do you what do you think about that in a 358 division with uh quite a spread between experience and and lack of experience what do you think about that format in general i really like it i wish um all the tracks did that i mean i, I like i like starting in the back of the heat races sometimes but most of the time the track is just too one lane to really do anything and and you have some people up front that aren't really um, prepared to be up front. It's kind of a mess. I've seen that a few times. Uh, you're not wrong. And that's in every division, I think, of every race car I've ever seen. There's times where you get that perfect storm and it becomes ugly quick, especially when it's narrow. Um, yep. So in a season like this, hopefully, you know, you don't break your arm twice uh, or whatever the case may be and things go right. Do you set goals for yourself? Or are you at that point where, like I said, you, you kind of talked about you're doing 358 and 410. Do you set goals in individual divisions is, or do you kind of like, Hey, I'm just here to get seat time and do the best I can with what I got. I mean, I just try to do the best I can. Um, if you set goals and then you go into the race, you kind of, if you try to meet it, you're just going to overwhelm yourself and try to meet that goal. So you kind of take it race by race and try to be consistent. That's the biggest thing, being consistent. Just to, 
you can't win races if you're wrecking every week and blowing motors and stuff. So you just got to be there. Um, you talked about dad. Uh, you brought him up uh, a time or two. And is he your um, you know, main go-to as far as leaning on the, the mental side of this thing? Uh, is he is he someone that you lean on or is he sort of, uh, you know, when it comes to family, it can be one or it can be a little bit of all of it. But is dad the closest to you as far as leaning on it, as far as experience and or some of the mental, emotional side of the racing? Yeah, I guess. But I I don't know. He just he just kind of pays the bills for everything and kind of puts all of his time into it. So I really appreciate it. But um, I kind of just do um, most of that stuff by myself. So when you've had struggles and you've had challenges, what what um, what kind of gets you through that? I mean, is that just you just kind of figure it out as you go, or or you know how do you handle that if if you if you've come across these setbacks, challenges, and hurdles? Uh yeah, if you um suck one race or something, you kind of just have to just take in what what um you learned that race and um try to make it better for next time. Um, um the last couple of races last year um from our notebook, I kind of already know what, um, we, we were missing. So, um, I just, um, try to take it into this year. No, I mean, it makes sense. And, you know, for a young guy to be able to kind of a little bit of that on your own, as far as that, you know, the mental side of it and those, those hurdles and challenges, I mean, that speaks a lot to your, some of that emotional maturity, you know, that 16 year olds don't always just come with, yeah. I, I didn't have that. So, uh, Chris, Jimmy, what do you got? Uh, you touched a little bit about the Tulsa shootout before you've been going there the past couple of years, been pretty competitive. Is that something you plan on going back to? And uh, just talk about that experience in general, that it's, it's a crazy event from the outside looking in. Yeah, it's, um, it's really fun, but it, it cannot be fun if you don't um, make the show. It's kind of, I mean, if you don't make the show and you're sitting there watching, it kind of sucks, but um. Yeah, we've had um pretty good su success there. We made the show the last um three years, I think. And uh, I mean it. I, I would like to finish a little bit better than what we finished, but um finished like 18th in the. I mean, we were in the back of the feature, but we all there was um 400 people that didn't make the feature. Yeah, so. I was gonna say there's it's an accomplishment just to make those features. So, I mean that you're you're running right up there with with some of the best when when you make those features. <clears throat> yeah, when you look at the results, there's um. I mean, I'm pretty sure anyone can look at it and know who all the people are. So um, mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy being with them. Yeah, I love that event. How about the Chili Bowl? Is that something you maybe have in your sights in your future at all or something that you might want to do one day? Uh, Yeah, I'd want to do it one day, but um, I would want to go there in a car that I can know can um compete, not some some car that I know like can't really do anything. But I guess um. If I can't really get a good ride, then just go there with them, um, whatever I can find. I, I think, too, when you get to the Chili Bowl, it's just like the shootout, right? You kind of progress to where you ended up this year and you want to keep going. But I would think the Chili Bowl can be some of the same. You don't just walk in there and be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make the A main this year. Uh, it's probably a buildup, right? It, have you driven a full-size midget before? No. So a little bit of that, right? I mean, not that you can't do it. I mean, I, I think it can be done. You have some experience in in some wingless stuff uh or is it called non-wing what's the best way depends what state you're in right i think <laughs> indiana it's non-wing what the micro <laughs> they, they call them sprint cars in indiana you're not allowed to call it a, a winged or non-winged out there it's a sprint car so 
you know, uh, Billy Rally would tell us that. Um, Chris, what do you got? Uh, so, Logan, you mentioned your iRacing and Lincoln specifically. What are some things you brought over from iRacing to getting used to the, the big full-size sprint car there, if anything? I mean, it doesn't really help with the the sprint cars because they're not that realistic. But, I mean, it just um, just driving a race car on the game and just using your feet for the pedals and the, the steering wheel, I mean, anything helps. A little bit of hand-eye coordination timing, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my reaction time is just um, really fast because of it. Because, I mean, I probably play way too much, but um, I feel like it helps. You probably do. You're right. Um, yeah. you know, all of us, all of us uh, old people, um, you know, get pissed off at all you kids that are winning because you're better at video games, but probably play it too much. Um, Interesting. Logan, looking ahead for your season, what is your realistic expectations? I know Jeremy kind of hinted to like goals and stuff, but what would you do this year that would tell me a success those 10 he said 10 4 10 races and a 258 30 races i'd say i'm just running consistently at lincoln in, th- in the 358 some um, couple top fives and then hoping for a couple wins but um they're hard to come by you know you just have to everything has to go right so as long as we're up there in contention for it, I take that as um as a success. So, you um, how how much are you and I racing these days? Uh, I mean, not as much as I used to be. Uh, I actually made a new account because I had too many starts on my other account. And it was kind of embarrassing. So, um, I mean, I say like. I don't know. I, I was on the the record list as too many starts, so I'm, I made a new account. That's insane. I don't want to. I don't want to be on that list. Yeah, I feel like that account's still on that list, so we can go. We can go find. No, it's it, it's it's almost it's almost off the front page on on 25th. So we're getting there. That's, That's insane. insane. <laughs> um, what what do you like to do other than iRacing racing and racing? Uh, any hobbies? Any interest outside of that? Uh, not much, and um, I tried to ride dirt bikes or just for fun, but that didn't really work out too good. I <laughs> kind of crashed and messed myself up a little bit. So I try to. I have a four wheeler. I like riding that just to stay in shape, but I try not to go too fast so I don't wreck. Yeah, it turns out you can't snowboard either, so I wouldn't yeah, recommend no. that. Don't um, snowboard. Yeah, I tried that once too, and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> so uh, I. I you're getting the same question everybody else gets. Now, this can be for you. It may not be anybody in a full-size sprint car. So, in either answer, uh, and that's okay because you don't have tons of experience. So, it could have been someone in micros or, you know, it could be Brady Bacon. Um, but my question is, one driver you love racing around, you have a great time around, and somebody who's a thorn in your side. Now, this doesn't have to be personal. Uh, we always talk, uh, I don't know if you've heard our podcast before, but I call it the Ryan Newman effect where it's just somebody hard to pass, someone hard to race around, someone – who just gives you a hard time and, and is just a thorn in your side. One of each. I'll have to think about it. Um, Did you I, mean, I haven't really raced. I mean, I heard you say that to Brent, but I, I can't even think of someone. So I'd say in like the 358, I like um, racing around Jaden Wolf because he's, um, 
he's always on the top, so I can always drive by him on the bottom, and it, we don't get too close. And um, so throw it your side, Braden Eiler. Oh yeah, he's throwing everyone's side. <laughs> yeah, that, that's gonna be my um, that's gonna be my someone I don't like racing with. Braden so Eiler. for anybody listening doesn't know, Braden Eiler is uh, an iRacer racer with us, and um, I, he might be a year or two older than Logan. He's one of the one of the one of the kids on in kind of our circle. Um, both obviously good kids here, and uh, yeah, he's a pain in the ass to race around for me because he always chat. beats me. Right? And he's in, it's he's in the chat, he's in the chat a little bit. I so. can't see the chat, it disappeared, it, lo- it gave me an error, and I can't see it. Yeah, he's he called me a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and, and said that you had 23rd most starts, 3,000, oh, 30 races for anyone that was curious on that first account. That's wild. That's official, 3,000, I mean, just officials. Yeah, but it was way back in the day when I first got it. I used to run all the 305 races, like, all day. Because it was just really fun, I guess. Do you think that translated into your initial success into a 358? Like, running so many of these races that uh, <laughs> you're just so used to winning on iRacing that winning came easy in a 358? I, I already said, but it just, um, does, it just helps with um, just driving a car. I mean... It's not really the same thing, but it is the same thing because you're you're still turning the wheel to the right and the corner is still working the throttle. You're still doing everything the same way, but it's it's not really doing the same thing, but it definitely helps. Yeah, I'd imagine you get an idea what a tight car like could do, how you correct it, a loose car, how you could adjust to it with the hands and the feet. Maybe not. You don't get the feel and setups aren't obviously anything, anything in the realm of reality, but. I would assume you get some of the basic principles, hand, eye, feet, you know, light, tight, loose kind of thing. Does that make, is that about right? Yeah. Um, Something like that. Fair enough. Chris, what do you got, buddy? Uh, just since it's so fresh, I have my question, Logan, if you could pick a race, any square race, what would you want to win? If you couldn't hear me, if you, if there's one race that you can pick to choose to win, any anyone, any sprint car race, what would it be? Uh, I'm not gonna say any like the big races yet, but I'd say just um a 410 race at Lincoln for now, um, or any 410 race around here for now. With that being said, uh, you know what do you would you classify your driving style as any any certain niche? Uh, you know, you're you're a guy that likes to run. The, you talked about Jaden Wolf and running the top, and it's easy to go by him on the bottom. If you had your preference, would you like to run the top, the bottom, or is it just I want to pass the car in front of me and I don't care how? I mean, I, I think I um, I feel like I'm pretty good at rolling the bottom at most tracks. Um, I haven't really figured out how to run the top at any of these sprint car tracks yet, but I, I'm trying to figure it out. So um, so because um, sometimes I saw Cameron Smith last year. That's how he won all of his races running the top. So um, I'm gonna have to figure it out eventually. But as of now, I'm just kind of a bottom feeder. Yeah, and I think that comes with experience in laps, right? So the more laps you get, the more comfortable you are, the more you understand the car and, and what it's going to do and, you know, how secure you feel. I'd imagine that's a comfort thing running the wall versus the bottom, I would assume. Yeah, it's just um, you don't really know how hard you can drive it in there, and I'm kind of scared to drive it in there too hard and junk it. So kind of have to take it slow and just get there eventually. Sounds good. Jimmy. Um. Hey. 
well, uh, no. Uh, before we before we let you go, are uh, you want to give a shout out to some of your sponsors and everybody that helps you out uh, to get to the track every weekend? Uh, just um, everyone that came on board this year to help us out. Um, and I'm um, mostly um Dick Smith for helping us on the motors and everything. Um, it's really he kind of makes everything work. Um, if we didn't have him, it'd be um, really hard to do all this stuff. And and my dad, because he um he puts all of his time into this, so um wouldn't be able to do it without him. So have you learned a lot about putting these things together? You said your dad with the kind of fun footing the bill a little bit, and and a lot of his time put into it. Have you have you learned a lot about the cars, top to bottom, mechanically? Uh, you know, assembling them, repairing things like that. But uh, not really. I, I've been trying to, but um, the people that work on my car, they're so good at doing it. Um, it's kind of hard to step in and try to do it myself when I already know they can they can do it. So I, I've been trying to watch and learn how to do it. But I just kind of tried to learn more about the setup once we get to the track. Just t- try to um, make it make it easier to drive and to see what we need to win the race. Awesome. Hey, it was good talking to you, man. Um, we're going to have you back here on a Monday after a win on a Saturday night or a Friday night sometime. We'll have you back. Don't break my arm. Again. And yeah, don't, don't, don't break your arm. arm. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't you might have to do it in the hospital. Uh, hey, we'll, <laughs> I'm in. Trust me. I will live stream from the hospital. I think I won't. <laughs> Room 304, please. Logan Rumsey. <laughs> I'll bring flowers and everything. think I won't. Bet. Go ahead. Break your arm again. Okay. <laughs> no, don't do that. Hey, good luck, to you, buddy. We'll look good forward luck, to seeing you out there, man. We'll stop by in the pits and say hi. Thank you, Logan. Thanks, Logan. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Logan Rumsey, everybody. That was that was fun. And somebody that actually we've we've had a bad streak of bad reception or or bad whatever bad go on. Luck. Well, you're doing it right now. I don't know what's going yeah, on with you now. Disappear and come back. <laughs> it sounds like his mic is. Yeah. disconnected yeah i had those head i had that headset when we started this podcast they're in the trash <laughs> remember when still you doing it? hear me yeah no you're now good you're, you're good you're all sync you're all sync now no you're all sync <laughs> i got green bars bud all right so okay he's gone finally god i know man. dear god hey god. yeah he's back you just you just go away. It's what you told me to do. Okay. Hey, no, good job. Go. Yeah, now it's much better. So <laughs> let's get into this past weekend because we had two absolute barn burners of, of features at Lincoln and Port Royal where we we're at yesterday. Um let's let's get into Lincoln first. Saturday. Um I didn't think that they were gonna race to be honest because of how bad the weather was, and it turned out to be a great day. And a great track, man. Uh, I think it. We have a good thing going on here because our two guests last week were the, both the hard chargers in that Lincoln feature, and the one Freddie Raymer won a hell of a race. He was charging through that field, had a good uh, spirited battle with Danny Dietrich through lap traffic at the end. It was really fun to watch. Um, on flow when I, where I was at home, you know, I'm sure for everybody there at, in the stands, it was, it was a great time too. Um, well, what did you guys think of that? I mean, you know, 
I, I had to watch it too. I had a family commitment. Um, wasn't able to be at Lincoln Speedway, and I I didn't realize this car this this race was going to be on flow. So when I flipped it and it was there, I was like, hey, let's go, right? Mm-hmm. So on the way home from the event, I, I kind of had the feature on and was listening, and uh, I think we were in traffic in the last few laps or something. So I got to watch it. It was incredible. I mean, that's what you expect from Lincoln Speedway. Um, I'll be honest with you. I did not think, even with Freddie coming through the field, got the second, Danny's in the lead, with that restart, clean air, that, uh, I mean, or lot traffic. I, I just didn't think he'd pass Danny. Uh, you know, Danny Dietrich gets a lead at Lincoln Speedway. He doesn't let the lead go, right? And it's not that he let it go here, but Freddie's car was so good. Yeah. That car could get off the corner. It could get in the corner. He was able to slide through himself in one and two, almost gave it away doing it. But, like, that's how he got there, so he kept doing it. I was couldn't be more impressed with running down, you know, the feature leading leading feature winner from last season, uh, and 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 driving by him. You know, it was a, a battle. Obviously, Danny's not going to just let him go, and uh, it was clean, hard racing. But he, he kind of made it look easy. It sounds crazy, but you know, they're on a roll to start the season, and it's encouraging. I think we talked about it a little bit last week, and it's encouraging and see if they can continue to roll it into when the big shows are here. Right. Cause that's been, and you know, and Freddie admitted that and talked about it and, you know, they really want to work on their time trial program and, and making sure they can start their night off correct and be up front and stay up front. Right. Because we know we can race when the car is right. And they have it all together to see the way the season has kind of started is pretty encouraging. If you're a PA posse guy, right. When the outlaws are coming to town. Absolutely. For sure. You guys, I had to watch on anyway because i was at work so but it's impressive seeing freddie kind of take it to danny there a little bit raced hard raced clean but um a little bit different than like i said i think last year where i didn't see freddie he would do that to other guys but he wasn't gonna go up and pass danny like that so i think that's something to be noted and i hope he does carry it into this weekend shows and and lincoln in two weeks even talking to freddie last week and then hearing like uh his post-race interview on on uh in victory lane I, sh- I should say and just kind of hearing his demeanor he has like an extra fire to him this year i don't know if that's just me maybe not paying a little more attention or something like that but i i just feel like there's an extra edge a little bit this year where he's really out to prove some people and i think he touched on it a little bit the way they lost that williams grove championship mm-hmm. in the last race definitely had them reevaluating some things you know missing that feature and losing the championship um so that's it's gonna be fun to watch absolutely yeah and i mean we don't have a history of you know talking to freddie once every six months the last three years but you know kind of him getting into last week talking about in the all season the part of the program they evaluated everything and they put you know they're gonna run more races in the 51 than they did last year and you know they're they, it seems like they kind of kind of reinvigorated and going all all in again right and it's not that he was ever halfway in because he was a full-time race car driver essentially um, he does have a full-time job, but I mean, he raced as many races as, as anybody around here. Um, but you know, also that almost that recommitment to like, we're going to get this right and, and, right. and get consistent and figure out time trials and, you know, and come to the track more prepared, you know, whatever that means, even if they were prepared last year and they thought they were, you got to continue to get better. or You're getting worse. I mean, that's the, that's the name in racing. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So uh, it's an encouraging start. We'll just see how it goes. I mean, we, we've seen he's won the icebreaker before, right? So we'll, uh, I guess time will tell. It was in uh, tough days. I mean, Borden is yeah. upside down. Um, he had quite the weekend 
uh, Macri had a. It incident. sounded like a little run-in with Bollinger. Uh, Still have not seen a video of it. Yeah, yeah we I haven't might, seen a replay of it, do. but from what it sounded like from some people that were there, Macri kind of threw a deep slider and kind of took them both out. But it didn't I, slide anyone because he didn't didn't clear anyone. Yeah, so I mean. I, I haven't know. seen it, so we don't really know, but we're just going off of what some people uh, there said. Bollinger was definitely not happy when he got out of his car and he saw Macri getting pushed out to the pits. He was making some hand gestures. was pretty upset. We did see that. So, um, yeah, who knows? But some tough luck there for those guys. Yeah, and uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess Billy had issues early yeah. in the feature, fell out so with the ignition. Hopefully they get that resolved. Um Hopefully, Chase never got running. Chase, yeah. Chase never got running. I mean, so it's not all sunshines and rainbows here. But yeah. our, we've had some bad luck too. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we sure. talked about it. Kind of like hard charger, co-hard charger, Matt Campbell. Uh, yeah. Um, another great, went, another great run. So Freddie went fifteenth to first. Fifteenth to first, and Matt Campbell went twenty second to sixth. So another Eighth, great run for like that, him. Yeah. yeah, encouraging. He had that flat tire during a good run. Mm-hmm. First day out, had a great run there. Um, you know, super encouraging for for him and the team. And you know, he's going to drive hard. And and listen, the Outlaws are coming to town, mm-hmm. no matter what. And they're going to be at Williams Grove, and he's going to run Lincoln. And and he's got to be a guy that, you know, he puts a good time trial lap under him. He's going to be a guy who can race. So he's going to be he's going to be a contender if you can put a whole night together. You know, he knows how to pass cars and he drives hard. So it's never a bad thing when another guy stepped up. You know, of our local crew and. Puts, puts them on notice and says, look, I'm, I'm, I'm someone to be, you know, I'm going to contend and here. Somebody to be reckoned with, you know, and with a new back in his own deal, family deal. You talked a little bit last week. That's cool. Having another, another team out there, just like chase. I think once chase needs, cause that the bugs worked out. It was it's to be expected. Uh, I think he's going to be another guy just like that stupid fast. Cause he looked yeah. stupid fast when we were at Lincoln two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, good for, good for Matt for sure. So we go from Saturday to Sunday, um, where Port Royal had their opener. We were we were there. Um, I had a great time, uh, great feature, great surface. Uh, I was actually really – I'm not a big late model person, but I was really excited to see them, and they put on a hell of a show, as always, at Port Royal. Um, Dylan Sisney, the mayor, gets a win after battling with Parker Price Miller. A couple last lap sliders and – it was in lap traffic and daytime. The daytime surfaces this year so far, mwah, it's been great. Mm-hmm. That that feature was so interesting. Like the the first eight or so cars were kind of strung on the top there a little bit for the first chunk of the race, and then the mid pack, oh, they all tried <laughs> to kill each other. You got three wide crossing over, sliding up, um, and then by the end of it. PPM runs down Halligan and they're doing it. And that's how Sisney gets there. You had Macri and Danny Dietrich all closing in. And if we would have had maybe one less caution, it was going to be a real show up the front. Yeah. I think. It seemed like uh, in the first half, whenever Halligan would catch lap traffic, there would be a caution, but there wasn't a caution. They were in lap traffic a little bit more. It seemed like that third car, as soon as those first two cars were battling, that third car can catch right up. And because Macri did it right mm-hmm. on the last lap too. If he had a couple more laps, he might've slid both. Parker and and Dylan, but Dylan had a hell of a run. Great feature. Um, yeah, Jeremy, what'd you think? I mean, Dylan was just like lurking and quiet, right? Just hanging around. Like he he talked about it, right? I'm gonna let them kind of set the pace and we'll figure it out from there. 
you know, and Halligan, every time their restarter was gone, he was gone. Like, yeah. sort of just checked out, and he had that raw speed to win that race for sure. Uh, but that doesn't always mean that you're going to win when you have that raw speed and clean air. It doesn't always translate when you get into lap traffic. So, you know, poor Royal is just as lap traffic dependent as any other track. I mean, you know, we've seen guys run, you know, cars down in clean air, but that doesn't happen a lot. You get a guy like a Jeff Halligan who – has a motor and 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 knows how to get around Port Royal in clean air. You know he he can go in. I mean that whole top five was absolutely capable of doing what Jeff was doing in clean air. So yep. you know Dylan bided his time and did his thing, and he knew PPM was going to be an issue. And what a weekend for PPM to be honest. That yeah. car was fast all weekend. I mean he uh, what heat was he in? He was with Borden. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was. Yeah, first he, was, he, was, he, he chased board. him down, and he it was, was a chased battle. Him down, and it was right there. Yeah, um, you know, I saw him in in hot laps and different things at Lincoln, and he was fast. I mean, the car, the car's fast. I think Sisney knew he was racing PPM for that win mm-hmm. before he even got to Halligan. You know, and I think he kind of talked about that. He didn't want to let him get by, or, or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, Dylan's put a lot of laps in, a lot of time at Port Royal, and he's he's always that guy that kind of like starts moving forward when the track slows down and, and he gets it figured out. So, you know, he's not a rim rider, but he's not a run in the bottom either. He's kind of like in that Logan Wagner kind of like he can do a little bit of whatever and the car doesn't get too sideways and he gets the wing back and it digs. So, you know, good for him. I, you know, he's won the opening day show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we, I think we would all love to see it continue. Like yeah. I want to see, I want to see him go in five races this year and I'm sure he would like nothing less you would love that just as much as we would, but I think all of, I think everybody, he's a guy you don't dislike. I mean, I don't know if any of I've ever heard anyone say they don't like the guy, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to not get cheers from the fans. He's the mayor of the town. He races literally the mayor, not yeah. Jeff Burton, awesome. the mayor, no, yeah, this yeah. guy is the mayor yeah. elected, you know? Yep. So, um, you know, I, it was a cool story. It's a great thing. Good opening day. I had a blast being there. Yeah. Um, the late models were a good time, you know, even though they were, you know, they're super late models and, you know, they were pretty much around the bottom at the beginning there and feature time came and they kind of moved up a lane or two here and there, but you know, the, the, uh, Dylan stake that won that race was his first ever super late model race there, the white and orange 19 first ever super late model race. Uh, and you know, I don't know that name of ton and they said he had a pretty good, you know, season last year in the, in the, in the 358 mods and uh, came out and wins his first ever super late model race. So yeah, that's against, I mean, listen, uh, uh, some of the names in that field, Satterley, Rick Eckert, yeah. um, you know, uh, Austin Barry was there, you know, there, there's some, there's some race car drivers in that field now mm-hmm. and, and Yoder and, you know, some names that, you know, nationally and locally can They're get hitters. out. And this guy went out and won that race and did his job, you know? So you know, kudos to him. I don't know that name a ton, but I, I feel like we might. We're going to probably hear a lot of it. And I just realized two Dylans won opening day. And spelled wildly different. To totally different, but they're said, they're right. saying the same. They're both Dylan. And I'll be honest, the, the car that finished second, um, the seven. Yeah. Um, Rob. Ross, uh, Ross Robinson. Robinson. Okay. I, I heard that name from Volusia. Don't know much about that name, but I'm telling you, I went through doing some photos and looking back. That dude was digging. And I'm telling you, there's a couple of them that, like, he was on the outside of a car and just just stood up, and the other cars are kind of just rolling the bottom. That dude was getting after it. That's a name that I'm going to have to watch as well 
um, that I, I knew fringe kind of like what, but it's a name I'm going to keep an eye on for sure uh, throughout the season and see how his, his season goes. And I kind of listened to his interview and, you know, it came back from Florida and they didn't have a great Florida trip and, um, you know, looking forward to get the season going back on track for them. And that had to be a good little shot in the arm for that team. Great car count too, for Port Royal, uh, 31 late models, 29, four tens. Um, I was, I, I was kind of shocked to see as many late models as that were there, but, um, you know, they announced right before the race in the, in the driver's meeting that they're bumping up all the pay, um, without raising any admission, uh, which is great on them. That's awesome. Uh, for both, both the 410 and the super late model division. So they're really becoming, you know, they don't just, they're not just a 410 track. They're really becoming the super late model track here in the area. And they put on a great show. How can you, how can you debate that? Wait a minute. Hold on. So you're telling me Uh Port Royal has raised the purse for not only the winner, but the start and the toe and toe, not raising admission. Mm hmm. And they're on flow all was, year. Yep. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you think they're doing that? <clears throat> they're bringing people to the track. But and, how do you think they're doing that? And I would say with that, they did that all the way through the late model <laughs> show. They never – those people never – let like there was yeah. not a large, a large group of people. Like when there's some people – done, they all leave. That yeah, did not happen There's some people in the infield, but everybody in the stands still stayed there. It was, they, it was still pretty – Considering packed. we went to the pits – for what 20 25 minutes 30 mm-hmm. minutes and we still had a line to get out yeah and it wasn't like a bad line it wasn't anything bad it's just like most places that you do that and we're walking and jumping on the, and we're ripping out so the answer to, to my question has to be right that port royal can afford to do that so how can port royal afford to do that is it in well, the savings account and they're just going to drive up the savings yeah. account well i think the mayor helps and i think justin snyder <laughs> is a really good at his job kind of yeah. guy promoter you mean like yeah promoting events and does it does it give you the idea that other businesses in the local central pennsylvania area want to be a part of it and maybe are helping sponsor the track to be able to do something like that something like that so how do you think you attract that kind of stuff to your track i I bet you put on a quality product and bring show it to the country by streaming it And figuring out how to get people in your track to go with it, get yep. the best of both. That's how you do it. It, it really is amazing how uh, the fans drive it, right? And yeah. the fans show up, you put on a good event, businesses want to be there because that's more exposure for them. So at the end of the day, it really begins at the end of the day with the fans and the fan attraction and the event and what you're going to do to bring fans to the track, which will then attract your drivers. You put on a, have a good facility for them. You're having to take care of the track. You're doing everything you on the track, taking care of the drivers. You're paying them well. You're going to attract sponsors and businesses to also show up. And looking at Jimmy, I should even take it to the next level. The track service we we saw it in turn two. There was a hole there after a hot laps from the late models. Mm-hmm. They spent a good portion of the day fixing it, and it, they got it squared away and by it, the time. It's still, you know, and the track still built character around there. It didn't become really an issue. And it just it you know it was wide from bottom to top and, and but it wasn't you know you had multiple lanes to run and yeah like you're saying like they had that divot there and two um, that they kept working on working on working on and they they got it by the time the features well really the B mains rolled around there was they no problem anymore away. Um, so yeah awesome job for for Port Royal and Justin Sider's whole group 
management yeah. team up there are doing a lot of things. That's something. There's a reason why they've been training up nationally the last and, five and years. It's a lot of little things, and and I'll, I'll give you a little uh, just my my little bubble. Okay, have a camera photographer. I was thanked for being there. I, I I'm not making any money to be there. I was thanked for being there to help show off the product that they're putting on the racetrack. I saw they tagged that in a post. Thank you for your support. Another photographer put something up that doesn't know anything to Port Royal and, and Port Royal doesn't know anything to him. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for being a part of it. It goes Just a long little way. Bit. Yeah, it goes it a long does. way. Really little does. things like that go a long way when you want people to be at your racetrack to show off your product that you're proud of. Mm-hmm. Not trying to guard something and lose something. Or hold yeah. on to something that really doesn't exist that you're fighting for, the, some whatever. Making the priorities the right priorities and not trying to, to dissuade people from showing up by giving people a hard time for various reasons, whatever they could come up with or feel like they're they're guarding from, you know, uh, 19, oh my, 1984. <laughs> what the hell? There you go. Here we go. There we go. So it, it's little things like that. And I'm not just saying... I, that was an experience that I've had the last two years up there. That's not just now. You know, I, I saw Justin Snyder, the first time I met him, he was standing at the crossover in turn four where you go from the infield out to the pits, right, where any fan after the race can go. He was standing on that ledge on a berm thanking people as they walked by for coming. On the way out of the track, he doesn't just have to do that. Friendly atmosphere. It, Very right? friendly atmosphere. So, and I think something with that – to, to expand on that a little bit is because they have like a community around that track, that town, they really, they, they, they help support that track. They are so invested in it because they love it. They love the place for the most part. I know there's some people in the town that had a problem with sure. some of the camping and stuff like that, but overall they have a community there and they build that community by thanking the people that come and, and being appreciative of everything that they got. Sure. Yeah, it's, and- it's- it's a little slice of that, that fairground slash racetrack that just, they get it. I mean, they're doing, they're doing a great job. And listen, I don't live in the town of Port Royal. I don't know how, you know, all the people feel, but as someone who comes into that town that you feel like they want you to be there um, in in all ways, it's pretty cool. So kudos, shout out to them. They did a great job. Uh, Shout out to Lincoln for getting that race in. They didn't have to. Yeah. You know, yeah. by no means did they have to say we're doing this. It was a little I mean, disappointing to only see 11 modifieds there, but you, what do you expect, really? I but, don't know, 30? Yeah, I mean, but or this early in the season. Madness. The whole show is called Modified Madness for health. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. bruh, Modified Sadness. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick, 11 of them, and one of them didn't start or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It was basically just 10 of them. So it was a decent show for them. Uh, the 410 show was an absolute... That banger, banger. So, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. That was one to remember for sure. Uh, one quick, I mean, I know this is something that almost gets brought up every week, but from Sean Keen, shout out Sean Keen, helps Port Royal on a Saturday night, starts racing at 7 be done by 10 p.m. Fans go to see their favorite driver. There's some re- other reasons why Port is very successful right now. We got to ha- hang out with Sean a little bit, uh, not just yesterday, but also if you didn't see it, we also had uh, the Keen Motorsports Shop Tour where we sat down with Kyle and Sean. Um, awesome. and it was awesome. So go check that out on our pages if you haven't yet. Um, and listen, up, but... so sat down with Kyle and his dad and at the shop. And that's something that has turned to turn to terrible is we want to continue to expand on. Um, there's going to be opportunities to do that with other drivers. So if you're watching this, you want to have us come out, 
do a tour of the shop, sit down, have a chat. Um, we'd love to do that. We're, we're trying to, we want to continue to put, you know, drivers out there. It's about you guys. It's about, uh, if you're listening to the driver, or you're a fan and you, you know, you're close to a driver and it's like, Hey, you know, you know, go check that out on our Facebook page, YouTube page. Um, you see the interview with Kyle, uh, and his dad and, and kind of what their history a little bit and what, what they're up to. And car got lettered today, by the way. I oh, nice. Reviews. Uh, may, may have seen a couple sneak peeks. Of it. yeah, it's maybe, going maybe. to be mint boys. Yeah, I can't wait. Mint. Um, Hey, who but knows? No, too? Who knows? Too? We keep having these technical issues trying to bring guests on. We might have to go to their shop. <laughs> we might have to do it from their shop. Well, I can't do anything from their shop. It's like a uh, nuclear bunker. You get zero signal <laughs> out there. It's, it's, it's wild. You gotta walk outside, down over the hill. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, also on our Facebook page, just released today, an interview with Devin Borden post race yesterday. Um, you're gonna see some more of that coming. Hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna do kind of getting getting into a little bit of that post race for you guys. Uh, we'll try to get those right up after the features. We're going to work out some technical stuff on our end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of cool stuff coming. So reach out so, to us if uh, you know, you're looking to get your team promoted a little bit and you have an idea, reach out to us. We're, we're going to figure out how to get it done. We want to, yeah. we're here to help you guys. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a little preview of this upcoming weekend where we have the outlaws here, at Port Royal two nights, what? hopefully. And uh, Williams Grove on Sunday two a, the two support classes for the weekend are the wingless sportsmen. And we got a little, uh, your shirt. Obviously a little Brett Perigo swag here. Uh, awesome shirts that he has, but also we might be on the car. A little bit. Just, a, just a little, let's bit. go. Let's go. Look at that little sneak preview there. Hopefully we're seeing that in victory lane here. One, if not two nights here, uh, this upcoming weekend, that's Brett Perigo. Uh, shout out to him. He's one was one of our first guests, and uh, he's the guy that you hear in the beginning of the intro. A good friend of ours, awesome dude. Him and his dad, his whole family, awesome. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty exciting for us uh, to see see Brett out there. And now, you know, I want to I want to see him win. So, for sure. <laughs> so you mentioned the Outlaws um, comment there about J Mac. Won last night. Who won tonight? I think it just wrapped up or is I wrapping don't know. up. I wasn't paying attention. I believe David Gravel. Um, so they're coming in heavy. Good for J Mac. Got 100th win for Roth. Is that what I yeah. saw? Yeah. And, he did a um, shoey. That was pretty cool. 100 and number one. 100th for Roth, number one for Toyota. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Good old Toyota. Toyota um, got their first outlaw win, so Toyota is probably going to trend to be really competitive because that's what they they're going to do. It hasn't been with Aaron Reitzel yet, but it is with J Mac. So uh, right, you know, J Mac, J Mac's uh, holding the flag right now for the Toyota team, and good for J Mac. Macedo yeah. won the first feature yesterday too, so shout out to I think him and Gravel look like the two best so far on the outlaw tour. Uh, hey, listen, Dur- Donnie's lurking. Okay, he's yeah, like, he's been. He's been very, very good too. Consistent speed, passing cars, and it's not even warm yet. And you're yeah. not even talking about Brad. You didn't even say Brad Sweet in that sentence. I didn't no, know. I'm not going to either. I don't think he's there yet. Oh, not right now. He's I'm not, not saying championship yet. I mean, he doesn't I'm, want it anymore. He just <laughs> doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not going to be there in a month from now. He won't be there at the end of the season. Again. I'm just saying right now, the two biggest contenders definitely look like Macedo and Gravel. And well, Gravel's been so – he's been so good. They've only raced good. at Volusia so far. I want to see them go to, like, 
anywhere Lincoln, else. Williams Grove. Sure, Royal. but I'm more or less going back to the end of last season too because they were right. both I mean, really strong yeah. the last half of last year. If, if and they Carson, were picking up. They look a little like picking up where they left off last year, maybe a little bit better. If, if Macedo gets a little bit more consistency, and I don't know if he can because like Brent said, he drives the hell out of that race car. And there's – but if he gets – maybe takes 2% off a little more consistency, I think he's right there. He has the speed. Um Clearly trending the right direction. Gravel is probably primed to make an even more serious run at this championship. I mean, he got damn close the last year. So, um, so I agree. I think he's definitely primed for it. Brad Sweet's still Brad Sweet, though. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be right there. He's going to be a contender, but I, I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be Gravel's championship to lose this year. To be honest, it, that Macedo is like the highest ceiling, right? Where Gravel and Sweet are. Man, they're like so similar, and it's like who's going to have the least amount of failures and/or DNFs or gate openings that rip your tire off, place finishes, or you know a tire, right? So, like, I feel like gravel is so he is much more consistent, but can the bad luck bug bite him, right? So, so where Sweet hasn't had that now, he had that at the Natty, right? He finally got a DNF. It's allowed. I mean, really think about that DNF and what that did. It made that championship run a lot closer than it would have been probably. Right. right. So, you know, can that happen at anybody at any time? And Gravel's going through that where he's had a stretch of, you know, a couple, you know, just some out of their control kind of things and or, you know, got a got wrecked. Macedo has a high ceiling, in my opinion, as far as the winning capability of mul- winning a lot of races and the speed and the aggressiveness. But it's sort of like the Sheldon thing, right? You can lose right. it as fast as you got it. Yep. So, you know, and, and sh- listen. Sheldon finds some consistency. He's a top three car in the world of Outlaw Sprinkers. Oh, absolutely. He can win. He could win 15. He can win any night anywhere, right? He can win 15 races, but he could also have 15 DNFs. But I think, you know, Donnie Schatz, if he he takes those, you know, seventh place finishes and turns them into fourth place finishes this year, he's going to win some races. He's going to be right there for this title. Um, The speed so far has been very encouraging, where in the last couple of years, it's been they had to go find it, find it, find it. They already had some of it. Yeah. Oh, Brian Brown wrecked in that feature. Spun uh, out. He That's looked good last night. Uh, Just watching the replay here. Gravel, there with, what is that, 20 of 30? It was Gravel, Macedo, Allen, or Shuhart? So, I mean, I the, the usual cast of characters here early in the season. Um, yep. But, you know, it's Volusia. You know, you, you can take some something from it, but it's not everything, you know. Uh, Them we'll coming see. to PH so early, too, that it's really going to test them because usually. You know, yeah, the outlaws are usually at the top there, but they're mixed in. They're not just right. And one compared to California, 12. where yeah. they're either rained out or dominating. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Last time I went to California, Californians won a lot. Yeah, they did. True. Maybe the yeah. outlaws have just California won kids beat them up pretty good out there. California so, click. I mean, either way, though, when it comes to point standings, you know, your outlaws, you know, they come to PA May. Now it's mm-hmm. March. You know, they're going to face the best at local competition by, in March. You know, usually that's May. Right. So, uh, for the most part, you know, California, like I said, last year was really strong. But was that even spring last year? That was in the summer, wasn't it? That was right. in the summer, yeah. They yeah. didn't even get back into spring. So, for the Outlaws to come back from Volusia, where it's a pretty good fields, for the most part. Now, not, you know, these last couple of days have been a little bit less. But, you know, from Volusia with great fields to right to Pennsylvania. It's going to be pretty interesting to see. I mean, the points shakeup could be pretty big from the, leaving Pennsylvania, you know, yeah. and when they leave, yeah. 
versus when they come in in May, you kind of already have like this some landscape of what you got going on, you know? That's another reason why I think I'm encouraged with Gravel because Gravel's really good at in PA. He's all he's been for a long time. Macedo's been I, here at Williams Grove. Macedo has been too, yeah. And but I think, we saw Williams Grove in the schedule. It's like, oh god. Yeah. Now, now <laughs> he has to go there an extra right. weekend. Sure, but and he repaid, I, he paid for it by having a DNF at the National Open. But but poor, the, uh, poor Brad Sweet. I feel terrible. <laughs> Jacob Jacob Allen right wins at Lincoln last year, mm-hmm. winning at Williams Grove and uh, Morgan Cup and and runs out of fuel with you know on the white flag. So coming right, like. Great season for him last year locally, so we'll see. Yeah, he was in third in this race here with a restart with 10 to go. Um, um, Sweet was fourth, shots fifth. I mean. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. I, so, you know what? I I still want to see Logan Schuhart win the outlaw race at Lincoln. That'd be cool. I think it would be more popular than Jacobs, even though Jacobs was really popular. You know, I think popular. Logan winning at Lincoln would mean a lot to a lot of people. I, I Already. Guess. One S, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. So, looking to this weekend, who do you, who's your favorites for the outlaw shows? It's so, it's so hard, hard because I don't even know if we're going to get races in, to be honest, the way the weather's looking. We're Maybe getting Sunday. races in. You, have you to shut your damn mouth. I know. I'm just saying it's Just hard. because you can't go, you want us all to get. No. Wait a minute. I'm going. <laughs> Friday. I can't I mean. go Friday, but. Um, okay. So he's right. Got it. <laughs> uh, Check. I like Brent. Maybe just because he's been on, he was on, he was on the show tonight. I mean, we've had good luck. Let's go two in a row. <laughs> Mike Walter would not agree with our good luck, by the way. Yeah, but that was weeks ago. It doesn't count anymore. That's true. Um, I think. I mean, how do you bet against Brent? I know we're all going to go full bias yeah. here and pick all PA cars. Well, um, we should. When's like Outlaws haven't. Show yeah, it sounds kind of cocky, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Who's the, who was the best outlaw when they were here? Baston? At Port? Yeah, Baston. Come on. Lance, Macri. Gravel's Brent, pretty good. Gravel's yeah. pretty good. And if they do get the race in Friday, it'd be a lot like that Nittany Showdown. Um, hey. You think? Well, otherwise. saying David Gravel. I think their yeah. moisture will be about that deep, and it's going to be on the fence and black slick. So, Dark Horse, I'm going to do it because I don't think it's a favorite. I think Devin Borden, just because of what I saw him Ooh, do yesterday. Yeah. He has been so fast. Yeah. The um, end of last season and the start of the season. Oh. I think yeah. favorites, I think you, you can pick any of the Posse, Marks, Macri, Deweese. Um, Time trials, Deweese. right? Deweese. Dietrich. Deweese. Danny. Dietrich was good um, last season. Deweese. Um, if you're, I mean, I agree with the chat though. David Gravel, as far as outlaw guys go, he could yeah. ruin our party because he's just that. He's that yeah. good around here. Is he good enough on the fence at Port Royal? I think he's going to find out. Last year, I saw a lot of the guys peeling off the fence. They weren't staying up on the fence like our guys were, and that's just an experience in laps, in my opinion. That's nothing also, like. From what Devin told us yesterday, I think our guys are just fearless. Because, like we said, he caught Wyndham, and he's like, I had to go, man. He's like, well, okay, well, then, you, you jumped the car, dude. <laughs> like, well, I mean, think about this, though. Like, you go take Sheldon and put him put him on the wall anywhere, he's going to run higher than everybody else, okay? Right. He's a guy who will run the wall no matter where you go. But last year, watching that Nittany Showdown, there were outlaws just up on the top, 
and they'd peel off, they'd peel off, they'd peel off. And our guys, Macri and Brent and, you know, even Logan and some of those guys were just on the fence, ripping. They weren't peeling off the freaking fence and they were faster. There's something to do at Port Royal right now when it gets on the fence like that, that laps matter. And when it gets slowed down and slick and you get the wing back and be able to run the fence and do that, I think our guys have an advantage at Port Royal. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more than other places because it's not like the outlaws are been running there like Williams Grove for the last right. 50 years, six times a year. They're going to get better, okay? They're going to get better, and there's going to be guys that will figure it out, and it's going to be a guy like Sheldon, Macedo, Donnie. Gravel. Uh, Donnie could figure it out if he can if he, he can won, do like, the last one, right? The, he won, run yeah, he won, like, the first Danny. three. So – it's going to be fun. No. I hope we get them both in, honestly. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you saw Port's update today, they did move up the start time on Saturday. And there is a caveat in there that if both races get rained out Friday and Saturday, that they're going to run Sunday, which we would assume means we well, still we, would get canceled. Well, we oh, you were in here. So confirmed, the Grove apparently has said they would cancel. They did them to, a solid last year. To a, somebody like, like that has knowledge of the situation. And the wingless cars would be at port on Sunday yeah. with the outlaws. So the Friday night, the Friday show confuses me. They're sticking to seven thirty. It's Saturday. Yeah. You can't move it up with no one. You can't there. move it up. Why? No one's going to go if it's freezing. They can't. They're going to cancel. Nobody's going to go either way. Would you, would you run the show if you go to six o'clock and people get there? Yeah, but the teams is what they're worried about. Mm-hmm. What are they worried about the teams for? Getting they're going to be in PA no matter what. The outlaw to, teams, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about yeah, but our guys like the guys the who have to work on Friday. Yeah, you know, it's the same it's deal with them. It's, it's the same thing it's with Williams Grove. Williams Grove does work. the same thing. They're leaving at noon on Friday to get here for seven thirty. What's the difference at six? Fans, exactly. What's the difference at six? <laughs> like the difference I mean, at six is they have a chance before the temperatures get below freezing to run a race. Maybe. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just thinking. We're either having no race or we're having no race. I'm like, thinking, I, they, I, right. I think the I think, Port Royal. I think Sunday's the race. Yeah, well, I do no, too. I, mean, I think Saturday's the race. Saturday's what's the weather look like Saturday other than temperature? Saturday's worse. Than colder, Friday. but they're moving it up to. It's probably going to be an afternoon trip. I bet you they move it up a time four. this weekend, where Sunday yeah. wouldn't get dark until seven now. Yeah. yeah. Right. So on Saturday, it's still going to get dark at six thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So uh, temperature wise, so interesting is, thing though, with daylight savings time, why would they not? I mean, if I'm Williams Grove, run a, a matinee whoa, race. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just got a text message. Hold on. I just got a Facebook message that said, Congrats, dude, getting the cover shot on area auto racing. Let's go, bro. Oh, nice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> breaking news. We're breaking, breaking all news. the news here tonight. Congratulations, bud. It's, it's gonna... the Macri PPM shot. Nice. Off of two. <laughs> oh, dude. Are you kidding me? You mean the Sisney one? Yeah. Sis- the Sisney this one? PPM. Oh, yeah. The, the Sis- here's going here's gonna to be on your cover <laughs> of Ariel. Of... Are you kidding? Bro, that's so awesome. It's the second week I ever sent them stuff. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> I guess I know what I'm buying when I go to the gas station in the morning. I get what Jeremy's saying, though, with the the port thing. Um, I don't know. It's kind of rocking a hard place. It's March. Yeah. It, I would they, love they, it. They screwed up when they By scheduled s- it on a Friday night to begin. When they scheduled these night races Friday and Saturday, they screwed up. 
I mean, it should have been Saturday, Sunday, day races. So if Williams Grove were to run a noon start Sunday, you're trying to talk a double already? Oh yeah, no shot. There's no shot. I'm in. I am. No shot. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that in March. I'm doing it. Yeah, you would. I'm saying teams aren't going to do that. I'll. I'm just saying. Why not? No shot. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. No. Whatever. I don't want to see that at all. Um, what is it? Drink it, dump it time. Yeah, drink it, dump it. Uh, let's uh see who'd you guys like this week? Who had a great week? Who do you want to give a cheers to? And who do you want to dump one out to? Who had a bad week, or you feel bad for? Or, I'm good to go. Or you're angry with Chris? Let it rip. All right, so JC is going to be my drink it now because. That's great. Um, but also, like, with, with Dylan Sisney winning, that would be the first one. Um, good for him. Dump it. And I'm going to tie it into what we were talking about, Port Royal. Logan Wagner, man, what a tough day yesterday. Did not look like he had any fun, um, <laughs> to, to be honestly. Um, I mean, he got spun in the B. Uh, look, the car kind of broke in the A. Didn't pass a car. Or maybe got past Lafferty in the heat. Uh, that's a guy that we're uh, be a favorite in in last October was one of the picks to beat the Outlaws. Yeah, and and I don't even know he's going to make the show if he shows up that same way this week. Listen, he, one race, I know, one I know, race. Let's obviously overreaction, but like it yeah. was just so startling seeing the Zimco car at Port Royal get passed at the start of a heat and never make headway. So all day. Caveat on that: he had to start in the back. There was a caution on one of the restarts where he did make a lot of passes and then it got called back or there was a there was a spin or something and he had to go back again. And he just couldn't make any headway. So there was that. I wasn't panicking over that, but I get it. It, it was very it's just strange so... not seeing the one up there in contention. And then to they pulled the, the B main. He get, I mean, he's called for that jump start. Yep. And then drove real pissed off afterwards. Fell the fourth on the start from then. And just things just spiraled then, so quickly. Yeah. Um. So I hope. Wait, Logan's a cool dude. I hope they're faster this week, and I hope that they just come back, and I yep. hope they're actually even there. I don't know what their schedule is, but I would imagine they would be there. Yeah. That's my Jay-Z? Um, <clears throat> Dylan Sisney, drink it. Um, like, I can't think of a better kind of way to start the season. You know, elected mayor. It's He's from the town. He's a, a local favorite. Great race, Dylan Sisney. Um, shout out, well done. Um, dump it, Mike Walter. Um, you know, they never really got going. He was so excited about the season. I really don't know what happened. I heard maybe what happened. Just uh, they may have may have broken a motor. Um, you know, to really never get a competitive lap at speed. Uh, it's a real bummer for the team. Hopefully, they can recover and get back out. I mean, they were they've been focusing so hard on getting motor program up and running to be able to run more races. Um, there's a lot of dumpets that could happen the way the weekend went. You hate to see in week two guys losing a motor. Um, you, you know, it, it, you can't really, it wasn't too cold. You know, it wasn't just shit happens, but yeah, it, right. it's not great, you know? So, you know, I, mean, I didn't put a lot of thought into that, but that's the first one that came to mind. I mean, you know, you can tell how passionate they are and how long and hard they've worked to get to what, to be able to maybe run 30 or 40 races this year. Um, and hopefully that, hopefully it's not what we all heard. Um, 
Doesn't sound good, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully see him back out soon. I don't know what the program looks like after. I can't remember. I thought they said they had a second, uh, but that was to do extra stuff with. Um, so we'll see. Um, yeah. But hopefully get them back on track soon. Yes, yeah, tough luck for him. Uh, I'm going to go my – I have two quick trinkets. Uh, my first trinket's going to be to Matt Campbell. He had a great great charge through the field on Lincoln at Lincoln on Saturday, and uh, good to see him, uh, you know, getting up there and uh, really proving his worth and and, and uh, showing that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with at Lincoln Speedway this year. Um, and then also to Port Royal Speedway uh, for bumping up their pay. Uh, I, I a thousand for tenth for the four tens weekly, like that's I don't know. That's insane. It's going to be hard. I mean, they're they're going to attract some cars and they're doing well to the teams and and they're really building something good there. And I know uh, I don't want to talk it to death, but that's that was really cool. That's really awesome to see. Um, and my dump, it's going to be the Lance. That was I was bummed, man. When he didn't, when he pushed off, because he w- looked really good in his heat. He charged up from like sixth, and he was about to pass Dylan Norris. Um, you know, decided not to because it wasn't a good business decision. Yeah, that, but there, he he was challenging for the heat race win after he charged back from sixth and fifth or sixth, and and then I'm like, oh, he's gonna he was starting up around there in the feature. I'm like, he was gonna be probably the guy to beat. Yeah, he was gonna start fourth. Off. Went right back to the trailer. It was a bummer. Um, Honorable mention, Andrew Yoder for saving that car in hot laps. Yo, yeah. Did you see some of those pictures? Yeah, I didn't really. We were were in turn two, and, uh, you know, I saw him wash up the track and get, like, bump into the wall a little bit. And I go, okay, he washed up into the wall. And you said you were. funny. I was sitting in the pit stands right with his crew, and they all jumped up like, holy whatever like i thought someone hit him and because they all just run it down i was actually taking pictures of jeremy taking pictures of cars and they all <laughs> went running down and they're like what well, was close i had no idea what they were talking about until we saw it a replay from flow later it's like holy hell yeah it was insane um and i'm also gonna dump it here for technology because we keep seem to keep having issues man let's hope we get those worked out here um close the yeah dots. I'm pumped for this week, and I'm hoping we get all three races in, if not at least two, and a Brett Perigo win on any day. All of them. On both days, if we have them. So, I mean, at this point, we got to be prepared and have enough beverages to go around. Oh. If Brett Perigo. We're coming in heavy. Victory late. Like, that heavy. I I can't even imagine. I will buy champagne, and I'll pop a champagne bottle. Brett Perigo sleeping in that parking lot. <laughs> we could, if it's at Williams Grove, I could just drag him to my house. Yeah. Two miles. Yeah, we could do that. That's fine. It's warmer there. He wouldn't die. <laughs> I'm excited. I hope we get some racing in. I'm excited. Um, it's going to be a hell of a week. Can't wait to get back to the racetrack. It was a great weekend. Looking forward to it. Come see us. Uh, if, yep. if you see these faces walking around the track, come see us. Say hi. Tell us you hate us. Love us. Who you want to see on the show? Shout outs, give us some hate. I don't care. Yeah, any, any any feedback publicity, publicity, we'll take it. <laughs> so, subscribe, like, share, comment, yeah. do whatever. I don't care. Don't watch. I don't give a shit. Yeah. We're here having fun. <laughs> you don't have to. We are. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks to all of our live v- viewers, and also thank you to all of our 
people that are listening to the next day, we're finding a lot of uh, a lot of people are doing that uh, as well. So that's pretty cool. To, you know, you guys are choosing to listen to us while you work, you know, and that's that's awesome. Shout out to you guys. And also, well, I'll put the links in it, but go to Brent Marks, get some merch, go to Logan Absolutely. Rumsey, get some merch, support the drivers. Yes. Even if you hate us, yeah. go to Perigo, get some yeah. merch. He has a he has a trunk full of merch. <laughs> hey, put up that Rumsey photo again. If you all see this car this week, hopefully soon. That car is so sharp. By yeah, the way. it is. That's gonna look um, good under the lights. We got the chance to put that thing up, but you know he had a good that race car last year with the black and the blue was pretty sharp. Uh, changing it up a little bit, staying with that black theme uh, with the black chassis is 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 pretty cool. They I think they had was it a green chassis last year with the blue. I feel yeah. like it was, but yeah, I, I could be right. off on that. But uh, just a cool little paint scheme and. Uh, you know, his numbers match his hair. So, you know, he got, <laughs> got that going on and, you know, thanks for Logan for coming on. You know, he's a young guy and, um, you know, people may have heard that name with the Tulsa shootout a little bit last couple of years in the local uh, micro scene, but, you know, I think he's going to be someone to, to keep an eye on as he, as he gets seed time and grows and matures and, you know, could be a, could be somebody we're talking about as a, as a posse member fighting the outlaw someday. So, absolutely. Um, you know, wish him all the best for sure. And, as his journey through, uh, through, through getting there. Yeah. That's, that that's it. Good. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. Thank Hope you guys. We are out. See you guys. Take care.